Crossroad International Church podcast. We're so glad you joined us. It is our prayer that God will use this message to bring comfort to those who are hurting, give hope to those who find themselves in what seems to be a hopeless situation, and to encourage the one who is struggling through a difficult season of life. For more sermon audio, resources, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit CICKuwait.com. We'd love to hear from you. Starting a new series today for the next about 12 or 13 weeks on the book of Ecclesiastes called Vanity of Life Under the Sun. Ecclesiastes is a book about life with God compared to life without God. The author of this book, most people think it was King Solomon, but there is some dispute over that, and he doesn't give his name of who the author is, it just says the preacher, but most people think it was King Solomon, and whoever the author was, he tried all kinds of things to amuse himself, to entertain himself, and finally he comes to the conclusion that God is the only one who gives any meaning to life. If it was Solomon, wisest man in the world, one of the wealthiest men in the world, had all the pleasures, everything he wanted, was just at a snap of his finger, and he says, it's all vanity. Ecclesiastes opens with verse 2. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. That word vanity could literally be translated as vapor or smoke. He says it's all just a vapor. It's all just smoke. It's all just an illusion. And then he ends... In chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, he says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. So you go through this whole book, 11 chapters of everything that he tries to find meaning in life. And at the end he says, this sums it all up. Fear God and keep his commandments. The purpose of CIC and my job as a pastor and Dell's job as a pastor and the other leaders... It is not to make you feel better about yourself. It's not for you to come here and get a better self-image of yourself. Our job and the job of the church is to teach the Word of God and help you know God better. That's the purpose of church. Hopefully every one of us came today to be able to know God better. Because as you know God better, 
as you get that personal relationship with Jesus and you know who you are in Christ, you realize that your image is in Christ. And when you understand who you are in Jesus, then you will automatically begin to feel better about yourself and you will have a better self-image because you know who you are in Jesus. That's why we like to do these series preaching through books of the Bible. This is probably going to be one of the hardest ones that we have to do as preachers because Ecclesiastes is a hard book to understand. But I'm excited about it because it is probably one of the best books in the Bible on how to live your day-to-day life, especially in the workplace. Ecclesiastes is a puzzling book because it is the only book in the Bible, in my opinion, that is from a human viewpoint, not a godly viewpoint. Because the whole book, except for those few verses at the end, talks about how we try to do it on our own. Now, I'm sure I'm the only one in this congregation that likes to do it my way. I know all of the rest of you are super holy and super spiritual, and you always do it God's way 100% of the time, 24-7, 365, and so maybe this message today is just for me. No? I see some wives elbowing their husbands. No. <laughs> but when we try to do it on our own, guess what? It's vanity. It's vapor. It's smoke. So we're going to see over the next few weeks from studying the book of Ecclesiastes that it is a book that characterizes opposites. It talks about wisdom versus folly. It talks about good versus evil. It talks about light versus darkness. Love versus hate. And life versus death. The key word is the word vanity. It's used 38 times in this book. And then the key phrase is under the sun. And that phrase signifies doing things from an earthly point of view or through human wisdom and human effort. So vanity is used 38 times. Under the sun is used 29 times. So when we do things under the sun from a human earthly perspective, it's all vanity. It's all vapor. It's all smoke that disappears. There are several key themes that we will look at over the next few years. One is the tragic reality of the fall of man. Remember when Adam and Eve were created and they were with God in the garden, they had daily fellowship with God. It says that they walked with Him daily in that cool of the evening. And as Dell mentioned last week, 
as soon as they sinned, they died. They were separated from God. And that's the reason that when we try to do things in our own effort, it's not pleasing to God because we are separated from Him in our fallen nature. Another theme is the vanity of life. Sin leads to death. We'll talk about the joy of work and the frustration of work. Let me ask you, how many of you have more frustration at work than joy? How many of you have more joy at work than frustration? I do, amen. I love the people I work with. And then we're going to talk about or we'll see the grateful enjoyment of God's good gifts. God gives us some incredible gifts. And if we will put them to work for His purposes, we will be rewarded. And then the last theme is the fear of God. Not to run away from Him in terror, but the fear of the reverence of God. Understanding who God is, understanding that we are created in His image, and we need to walk in reverence and awe before an almighty God. Hopefully you had a good relationship with your earthly father. If not, that's okay because your heavenly father is a wonderful dad. Ecclesiastes records the struggle to find meaning and purpose in life. When we try to live life strictly from an earthly perspective, we find no meaning. I remember reading a uh, quote from Rockefeller, one of the old rich guys, oil industry and everything in the States, and someone was asking him, Mr. Rockefeller, when will you ever have enough money? He says, when I get one dollar more. Let me just give you a hint. If you're living your life for money, you will never have enough. You'll always be striving for one more KD, one more dollar. If I get one more, it'll make me happy. Ecclesiastes summarizes the human thought without reference to God. Life without God is a monotony of heartache and pain. You know, I think of some of the things I've been through as a Christian. My wife and I, we got to Kenya as missionaries, and within, I don't know, just the first year, two of the men that meant the most to me in my life tragically died, one with a heart attack and one in a farming accident. Um, kind of devastating because these are, were guys that almost raised me. I spent as much time in their home as I did in mine. And then, you know, think about, you know, different things that we've gone through and knowing that God was with me every step of the way, but then thinking, 
how do people that go through these things I'm going through without God, how do they make it? You know, and that's why there's so much depression and so much suicide and things in the world is because people are trying to go through things in their own effort, in their own strength, without God, and it's almost impossible. But with God in our life, with God on our side, we can go through anything with his strength and his help. So we're going to be looking through the book of Ecclesiastes. It's not good to do it all in our own strength. Man-made philosophy will fail. God-given wisdom always works. Okay, I got a question for the guys. How many of you have ever gotten something for your kids for Christmas or a new piece of furniture from Ikea and you try to put it together without reading the instructions? Am I the only one that does that? Come on, guys, be honest. (laughs) Sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. I've always looked through the instructions at the, I'm looking for the piece at the bottom that says, if you don't have at least six parts left over, you didn't put this together right. Amen. Well, guess what, guys? We've got an owner's manual. We've got the instructions on how to live every day for life. And if we will just ask God for his wisdom, it'll work. Teachers, let me give you some advice. There's great books on how to run your classroom and all of those things. But the Holy Spirit, the wisdom of God can give you answers on how to deal with kids that will help you more than any textbook or any manual or any secular training you go for. Because if you can just love them with the love of God, I didn't say like them. I said love them. Same guys at work. I don't care where you, you know, in the oil industry or in the service industry or in the food industry or whatever. Being led by the Spirit of God, using the wisdom of God that you gain from His Word will help you dealing with people that you work for. Remember these things because when you deal with people that don't know Jesus... They are trying to live their life with human philosophy, human understanding, and it goes nowhere. It's vapor. I was told of a man not long ago. Worked all of his life. Saved up unbelievable amounts of money so that when he retired, he could travel the world died in a car wreck on his first trip 
after retirement. So all that he lived his life for was gone in one moment. I guess the key to all of Ecclesiastes is this. Live life to the fullest right now, following Jesus and obeying God and fearing Him. It's great to go on the next trip. God convicted me because I used to get up when I would preach and say, oh, you know, I've, yeah, I've preached in 50 countries. Well, nobody needed to know that. So why did I say it? Because it made me feel good and made me look good and, you know, all of these things. So don't travel just so you can boast about how much you travel. And I, I want to encourage you to... I want to say this without getting stoned later, okay? Travel is wonderful, but travel just to travel is vanity. Let me encourage you. Do something when you travel. Vacation with a purpose. Go somewhere and help with an orphanage, help with the church. Please go and see the sights of the country and do the tourist stuff, but don't let that be the whole purpose of your trip. Do something for God when you travel. I'm just going to throw that out as a, uh, an encouragement to you and maybe a challenge to vacation with purpose. Ecclesiastes emphasizes the importance of serving God our whole life. We will see that the meaning of life is not found in experiencing things. The meaning of life is found in serving the Creator. Not accumulating the things of creation, but having a personal, intimate relationship with the Creator. The book of Ecclesiastes shows us how not to live our life many times. So whoever this author was, Solomon or some other king, we know he was a son of David. We know he was a king in Jerusalem. So if it wasn't Solomon, it was one of his descendants. Many years full of wisdom. And this is what happens. He has attempted to see what human wisdom can achieve. And he has discovered that human wisdom, even when it has its beginnings in the fear of God, has limits to its power when it attempts to do things without God. If you look in chapter 1, verses 5 through 11, it talks about how that things are not solidified. The sun rises, the sun goes down, hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south, it turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continuously and it goes on and it talks about the waves of the ocean and all of these things that nothing 
is solid. There is no firm foundation in anything of this world. The only firm foundation that we have is Jesus who is the rock and the word of God that never changes. People can, by all of their efforts, can never break out of the treadmill of life. You go to bed tonight, guess what? Tomorrow morning, the sun comes up. And tomorrow night, it goes down. It happens every day. You've got today off, maybe tomorrow off, what happens? Sunday comes around every week. How many of you have found that work happens all the time? And we need work. I mean, we have to make a living on all of those things, but don't let work be what you focus on. Let work be a means to serve God. All the striving under the sun after unreal goals leads to disillusionment. I remember when we first went to the mission field, I had this idea that I could save the world. It's impossible. There's not enough hours of the day. There's not enough days in the year or years in my life for me to visit every village on the face of the earth. So I had to come to the realization that in my humanity, God was sending me to this group of people and I needed to do the very best I could do with them right now I would be foolish to think that God has called me to pastor all of Kuwait no we are to pastor CIC and do the very best that we can with the group of people that God sends here and trust that God is big enough to take care of everyone else. Amen? So I remember when we first went to Kenya, um, I was like a long-tailed cat in a rocking chair factory. You understand what that is? You know, the, you don't want to get your tail under the rocking chair, but they're all going, so you're going every way. I would see a need for people to be fed, so I'd start a feeding program. I'd see a need for evangelism, so I'd do evangelism. A need for leadership training, so I did leadership training. And I was going in about a hundred different directions, not doing anything well, but doing a lot. How many of you know that not all activity is worthwhile? I have found that you can go a long way in Kuwait if you're not sure of where the new detours take you and not get where you're going. Well, the other day I went out somewhere and I got off the exit I used to get off and you couldn't turn left anymore. You had to turn right and you go about a mile and there's a roundabout and you come back and the road that I thought went straight, I tried it, and it does a U-turn right back to where I started. 
Well, after the second or third time of making the loop, I realized, well, turn right to go straight. And that's the way life is a lot of times. When we try to do it in our own strength, it's like we just run around and around and around and around. But God has ordered all things, and human beings cannot change God. Let me say that again. We cannot change God. We change, but God never changes. Therefore, the wisdom of the author of this book says this, except that the human state is shaped by God and enjoy life today. Serve God today. We had a couple come and talk to us one time. Oh, we really want to come work with you in the ministry. We want to be missionaries, but we're going to wait until our business gets to the place to where it can support us. That way we don't have to trust God for our living. Well, that was like in 1985. I guess their business is still trying to get to the place to where it can support them so they don't have to trust God because they're still in the business and they never did go to the mission field. The point of that is, do what God tells you to do and just trust Him and God will take care of it and serve Him today where you are. Don't wait and say, oh, later, when I get my degree, when I get this, when you know I know the Bible better, then I'll serve God. No, start today. Know your limitations. Know what you can do and what you cannot do. You've heard this several times. I've mentioned it. Dale's mentioned it. You will never see me up here with one of these or one of these during the song service because that is not my gifting. Trust me. Praise God, he says, make a joyful noise and what he thinks is joyful, no one around me does. So you won't find me outside of my giftings. And God has made each one of us different. Aren't you glad you're not all like me? Wouldn't that be boring if we were all the same? Be prudent in all of your ways and follow the leading of God. Fear God and keep His commandments. So to sum up all of Ecclesiastes, it's this. By placing God at the center of one's life, work, and activity, you will be successful. Success is not the accumulation of wealth, big homes, cars, getting to the top of your profession. The world says that's success, but God says success is putting Him at the center of everything we do and live for Him. Be content where God has you. 
reverently trust in and obey the Creator, your Heavenly Father. And one of the commentaries said this, in a nutshell, the author of Ecclesiastes says, for anything to be worthwhile, it must be connected to a living, vital relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ, our Savior. All else is vanity, smoke and vapor. Every one of us is in Kuwait for a purpose. The majority of us are here because of our job, for money, for our career. But I believe with all of my heart that God has every one of us here to be a witness for Him in our workplace in the building where we live, when we go to the supermarket, when we ride in the taxis. God has called us as his sons and his daughters to live for him. I want to ask you some questions in closing. And I don't want to answer out loud. I just want you to answer these in your heart. Here's the first one. When people look at your life apart from church, would they describe your life as one with God or one without God? And these questions are on the YouVersion app if you have that app. Number two, are you more interested in getting to know God are in feeling better about yourself? And what are you actively doing to know God better and to have a closer relationship with Jesus? That should be a question on every one of our minds. What am I doing today to know God better and to get closer to Jesus? Number four, what's more important to you? How God sees you? Or how people see you? And lastly, are you investing more in your eternal future or in your present happiness? That's one to think about. Are you investing more in your eternal future or your present happiness? Let's pray. Father, we come to you and we thank you for this time. Father, I thank you for the book of Ecclesiastes. I thank you for the challenges that it brings our way. And Father, I just ask that you would help us over the next few weeks as we study this book to help us to understand that we can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it with our own wisdom. But if we will trust in you and keep your commandments and be obedient to your word, that, Father, we will truly be successful in this life. We give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name.